0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: sun's up so i mean it must mean that we got another day going i mean i i'm gonna be honest with you things have been so weird with the way people have tried to rewrite history and everything i'm beginning to think that they feel like if they all run uh, backwards that they can reverse the uh the way the earth rotates
2: because they don't like the way
1: it looks yeah because they don't like the sun coming up in the east they want it to come up in the west
2: and again, it's about the way it looks, not what's really happening underneath oh, the truth uh, sure. of what's going on.
1: Sure. So instead, of, in fact, I think probably the easiest way for them to deal with this would be just to rename the East, the West, and tell us that all the time that we've been told that the East is the East and the West and the West has always been wrong. And they're just changing the definition of everything. I agree. I mean, that's exactly what's going on.
2: Exactly. You you started quoting 1984 a couple of, couple of weeks ago, and it's getting uh, more and more obvious yeah. every day. Very apparent. Very apparent.
1: About what they're doing, and they're doing what Orwell said, that yeah. communists, and he was a socialist. He hated communism, so he, he tended to point the finger uh, at the communists. But I can point the finger uh, at the socialists as well. And the people who say that they're pointing the finger at uh, capitalism aren't. They're pointing their finger at corporatism. That's what drives me crazy. It's not capitalism that they're after. It's I think corporatism. It's, I think
2: it may be both. You know, the evil is that you've made money and you've done better than the next guy. Because now, if you've done anything that the next guy didn't get to do or you did it better, you've oppressed the next guy.
1: Yeah, and that's You're what... You're an oppressor. We're going to spend some time talking about this because it's called critical theory. Now, that's, in, that's the name of what the folks are using uh, to try to convince everything that what you were taught from the moment you were born to up to this time is inherently wrong.
2: It's not a traditional theory, you know. It's a, a critical theory. That's a new <laughs> again changing the uh, definition By of what things mean
1: semantics look, semantics words words have meanings and if you can change the meaning of the words you can change the whole argument you really can you can change things like this guy that uh, on twitter said that we need to tear down all images of christ bec- because western civilization has made him a white supremacist.
2: Obviously, he was an oppressor. <laughs> I mean, again, these people are driving me out of my mind because everything that, everything that we know, they're turning on its head and trying to make it be exactly the opposite. Every, every underpinning you, of our society. Here's
1: when you know that the argument the other side is me, making is ridiculous. When you look down and they're wearing clown shoes.
2: You know, is that why we never see their feet on TV? That may be the case.
1: I mean, they're they're all wearing clown shoes. They're not going to let
2: us see that, are they? They
1: got their really big shoes and they walk around. But here's the problem. There's a sizable minority that are believing the clowns and putting on the clown shoes as well.
2: Well, and Dave, I'm sorry, but this is our fault because we have allowed them, the left, to take over our education for how many years?
1: Oh, yeah.
2: And so now we have a whole generation of young people that don't know a darn thing about the real underpinnings of our country, about the real principles, the real first principles, the founders, and how it all came about. Well, we talked about this yesterday,
1: I know that you listened in to some of it. Some. You know, I was talking about how they tore down Grant. And I'm going, how ignorant? I mean, Frederick yeah, Douglass yeah. himself said Grant, Grant did more for the Negro, and that's his words because at that time at that they time, were calling him the Negroes, and he said has done more for the Negro than anybody else, past or present. And now people... Who don't know their history tear him down because number one they don't know who he is That's part of it they don't have a clue i'm just telling you it's like martin luther king
2: did not like gay marriage they're gonna 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 pull
1: him down too i'm just telling you imagine because he believed in peace and these people do not uh uh you know the the folks from uh side now uh believe that it's got it's Only way that change is going to come is through violence.
2: Well, and I want to make a
1: real clear distinction.
2: Yeah, I want to make a clear distinction. We have a problem in this country that needs to be addressed. We've had it for a really long time. But the violent overthrow of our government and these people that have come in and hijacked that movement, that's who I'm talking about, okay? We have. We have free speech, and we have had free speech in this country. We need to air out and talk about all these differences. We need to tell the truth. We need to talk about it. But we don't need the violence, and that's the part that we need to stop. I'm
1: all about free speech. I mean, you may be as ignorant as the day is long. And I'll let you say what you want to say. You have the right. But here's the key. If you have the right to say something ignorant, I've got the right to say something logical.
2: Well, and the point is, if you both are having that right and it's being aired back and forth, then you have a way to get that out and talk about it. But what's happening is free speech is being stifled. Therefore, it's like squeezing the balloon. It's going to pop out. And what's happening is popping out is the violence. That's why we have free speech. OK, because when we don't have free speech, we have violence.
1: Now, here's the key. That's
2: one of the founding principles of
1: our country. Here's the key. The people who have had the free speech and are attacking the people that are saying things they don't believe in. And so they want to shut them up and don't want free speech for those people are the people who are perpetuating the violence. Why? It's like uh, Orwell said. Absolutely. OK, you have a revolution to install the despot, you don't wait for the despot to have the revolution. Right. and there, there is what's happening today is very much like what happened over in Russia. Uh, what was it, the twenties that that went down with the uh, the czars and all of that, where the, the Bolsheviks took over? I'm going to say twenties, thirties. Good on my world history. But I think 20s, that's about 20s, right. Twenties, thirties. And and look, they just killed people willy-nilly. Look at the French Revolution. The French Revolution were cutting people's heads off. They started with the aristocracy, and by the time they were done, they were cutting their friends' heads off because they didn't agree with them, because people who get power don't want to relinquish their power. You're seeing that today play out everywhere
2: and it's not just power in our country it used to be political power now it's literally authoritarian mob, mob, power. Rule. It's mob power.
1: power it's exactly what and it that's is not
2: what our country is no. all about i'm telling you it's not and the voters need to wake up and the people on the street other than the protesters need to wake up and realize you may be sitting at home you know not able to go to work covid's got you quarantined whatever but while you're sitting at home our country is being taken away from us piece oh, by piece. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're dismantling the statues in front of our faces. Over 100 statues have come down since May 25th. OK, 100. I'm, I'm kind of surprised doing it in the middle of the night as well. Oh, and I yeah. don't mean I don't Look, mean these
1: people wear masks and they and they go out in the night and they they do it in the cover of darkness because they know that they are the minority.
2: That's the protesters. I'm talking about the government. OK, in Pine Bluff, they took down a statue over the weekend overnight because they didn't want to do it, I guess, during the day and cause more trouble. And what I heard was it was in done in conjunction with the Confederate uh, ladies of the Confederacy. I forget the name of the official name of the group. But if they were. So sure that it was the right thing to do, the government. Why didn't they do why it in the daytime? That's right. I really, you know.
1: Mm. If you do it in the night time, under the cover of darkness, to try to hide what you're doing, you know what you're, you're you doing is wrong. wrong.
2: You know it's wrong. That's why you're hiding.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look. Let's have a let's have an open discussion about this, okay? I'm I'm willing to listen to the other side. I think you're nuts, but that's okay.
2: I'm willing to have the conversations. Uh, I heard something over the weekend that really struck me, and they said, and they were talking about the racial issue, not violence, racial issues. And they said, if you come to the table and you want to talk about this, fine. Both sides can come to the table, but the first thing that has to happen, you must give up your right to be offended. You're going to come to the table with the idea of resolving or discussing, not with I'm going to offend, and I'm going to cancel you because I disagree. As long as we're on that footing, it's never going to work. It's it's,
1: never going to work. It's not a conversation when you come and you state your position, then get up and walk away from the table.
2: Yeah, and completely prevent the other individual from even speaking up.
1: Yeah, because when the other side tries to speak up, you start yelling, which is in a way censorship.
2: I'll just point out, isn't that how this started? We talked about People on television being interviewed and being constantly interrupted by the left. That was going on, what, three or four years ago? And then we occasionally had a statue come down, you know, and now, again, I'm going to say it's the George Soros element. It's the Antifa element. It's the it's the Black Panthers, Dave. It's Angela Davis. She is sitting on the board of Black Lives Matter yeah, uh, parent organization. Okay? Does she still
1: have the, I haven't seen a picture of her, have you? I have not
2: seen a picture. Does she I have did. the
1: big afro still, I, I wonder? <laughs> you remember? I, I mean, seriously. I know
2: exactly. I know exactly who we're talking about. I mean, you know, those of us who were around in the late 60s and early 70s and, and familiar with some of these elements, I don't. You talked about the hard hats the other day. I know that that was part of what kind of squashed it. I'm not sure what kept it calmed down after all that start. I remember the turmoil. I don't remember what calmed it down, but they never went away. And we have communism in our country everywhere. It's very prevalent. Well, and the that's reason, the element that's taking over. The reason it
1: went away is because the large majority of people looked at him and said, "You know, you're nuts."
2: Well, and I'm hoping the same thing will happen here.
1: And people um, didn't show up to, you know, to to join their protests and things of that nature. There are thousands of people that are walking the streets in protests and have no idea who's behind their protests.
2: And that's, the, that's a problem, okay? Again, they have the right to be there. I have no problem with them protesting. I really don't have a problem with them getting together and marching down the street as long as... They haven't severely disrupted, okay? You might, I mean, it was called civil disobedience back in the late 60s, and the idea was minor disruption to get attention. But yeah. that was as far as it went until the other element well, came in some, and became though,
1: violent. Let's be honest. There were some during the 60s uh, that wanted more than minor disruptions.
2: Well, that's when the, the bad element came in. Yeah. Yeah. The that's yuppies, when they started, the you know, they
1: would take over the dean's office, And wouldn't let anybody come in and things of that nature. And then wanted to start bombing. And started throwing throwing urine at people. And then, of course, the weathermen came in and they wanted to bomb things because they believed, as Antifa does. I mean, Antifa is not doing anything new. We've had this stuff around for a long time. There was a group from, uh, was it Puerto Rico in New York City that was causing all the problems because they thought... Puerto Rico should be the fifty-first state, and they—they they were bombing people because of it. I re I remember that. I don't remember what they were called. Yeah. I do
2: remember there was oh, it was some yeah. I remember that. I
1: mean, look, we've it, had them. We've had we've got Antifa. We've had this group that I'm referring to. We've had the Weathermen. You've had you have the Black his, Panthers, the Black Panthers, and then the new Black Panthers, the new Black and Black then Panthers. you had the whole Hispanic thing where la raza and all the rest of them who say that we're supposed to give back all of the the west of uh, the united states to to mexico that we we took it from them when santa anna gave it to us
2: well and understand you know this as well as anyone these are the tactics that the communists and socialists use all over the world they rile up the so-called oppressed worker class and then they get their revolution that they're looking for. I mean, the violence that was happening in Europe is now here. All last summer, we saw violence all over Europe, over immigration and Muslim takeover. And now we have it here because we have not held up law and order. We have not stood up for it. I'm pretty frustrated with the Republican Party as well, very honestly. I mean, Tom Cotton has been very vocal uh some others we're trying to vocal. get a piece
1: of uh, audio from him from uh, yesterday i i'd be watching we're going to send it to you when we get it but we got a piece of uh, audio now. Oh, you just sent it just now it's on its way to you. is um, it email or is it text it's text is a text coming text. to you yeah Heidi's saying, okay, you can send me whatever you want, but you got to take a break. (laughs) (laughs) I think we've been going long, sir. (laughs) All right. So let's get our break in. We'll do that right now. We got traffic and weather for you. 60% chance of rain today, a high of 88. Elizabeth is here. The Bible guys are on at seven. You still want to get a question in? It's BibleGuys at SalemLR.com. So new terms are being added to our lexicon almost daily. All right. Uh, You have this critical theory that we've been talking about. Uh, Critical theory stems from Western European Marxist tradition known as the Frankfurt School. According to these theorists, a critical theory may be distinguished from a traditional theory according to a specific practical purpose. A theory is critical to the extent that it seeks human, and in quotes here, emancipation from slavery, unquote, mm-hmm. acts as a liberating influence, unquote, and works, quote, to create a world which satisfies the needs and powers, unquote, of human beings. Now, here's the problem, and Hork, Horkhammer is the guy who came up with this in 72. Here's the problem with his, with his definition, Who sets out what is liberating? What is emancipation from slavery? What does the term slavery mean? What uh, and and what satisfies and who determines what are the needs and powers of human beings?
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. And for these folks, it's them. That's it. Only. Only. And that's it. The world, according to critical theorists, is binary. It is totally black and white. And
2: I want to just point out, you, this is that separating us out and causing us to argue with each other at every point.
1: Yeah. Yes. It's either yes black or, or no. Black or white.
2: Yes or no. You're with me or you must be against me and you must be evil. You are an oppressor
1: and the oppressor is a straight white Christian male. If you grew up poor and you worked your entire life, this is, they're explaining, they're telling you about me right now, okay? If you grew up poor and you worked your entire life to provide a decent home for your family, you are a, quote, privileged oppressor simply because of your skin color, sexual orientation, political opinion, and religious beliefs. Everyone, absolutely everyone else is oppressed. So let's look at this, all right? So Heidi, you're not male, but you're still an oppressor. I'm just letting you know now, okay? Uh, Critical theory is a thought system of destruction and pure bigotry. The people who are on the left right now and doing what they're doing are the are the pure bigots here. They really, really are. This is by design. You're not safe if you happen to be a member of the oppressed class either. Because, see, you still have privilege and must do your part to destroy your own form of oppression on those with less privilege. For example, if you're black but happen to be a straight man, you are still an oppressor for women, gays, transsexuals, and disabled people. Now, think about this. If you're black but happen to be a straight woman, you're still an oppressor to gay, transsexuals, and disabled people. If you're a gay, black, trans man, you are still an oppressor to disabled people. See, everybody is an oppressor here, except for the people who call you. The, the oppression
2: hierarchy is what we call it so like to be at the very very top you have to be i think let's see a black trans bisexual handicapped uh i don't know i can't can't keep up with all of well, them wait. you know
1: if you're a gay black trans man who's disabled Hup. but happens to be a conservative Hup. you are an oppressor to democrats there you go. And if you're confused, we'll try to clear it up when we come back from the news. We've got a clip from Tom Cotton that's really good uh, because the cancer, uh, the cancer, the cancer, the cancel uh, culture will come <laughs> for you as well. All right. Back on the Dave Ellswick show, we're talking about critical theory. It's important that you understand the concept because that's what the left is using, and Tifan and, and, and others. This is what your children are going to be taught in college. I'm just telling you right now. They're going to be taught this they're stuff. They're taught now. You know, about, about all of it. So you, you've got a, we've got a situation where, you know, we've got to um, call an end to this. Critical theory, and you made mention of this, all right, is designed to divide and conquer. Absolutely. <laughs> It's a system of revolution, suffering, chaos, and violence. We're now seeing it start to manifest itself in our culture, in our media, in business, in politics, and even in our churches. The champions of the oppressed, the saviors fighting this system of oppression, just so happen to be straight white Democrats like Joe Biden. Now, they'll, they'll, if you're a straight white Republican, they'll say you're an oppressor. They do not say that about Joe Biden. He's a straight white Democrat. It's funny how that works. It is funny how that works. All right. For instance, let me just give you, let me give you an, uh, uh, an easy way of seeing this play out. Critical theory that it's wrong if you show up at a Trump rally with, you know, let's say thousands of supporters to support the president of the United States. That's wrong. And you'll be told it's wrong. The newspapers will tell you it's wrong. The talking heads on TV will bring it up and talk about it as well. However... If you're protesting with thousands of other people and you're walking down the street and if the COVID virus spreads the way they say, you're spreading the virus, that's okay.
2: That's okay. That's
1: critical theory playing out right in front of you.
2: That's right. That's right. And this is, I mean, the media, you know, that's, this is the part that concerns me as much as anything else is that the media is so in the bag. They are no longer, and we've talked about this so many times, but folks don't trust anything you're watching or that you read. At this point, Fox News, everybody else, they are feeding you the line they want you to hear. They've been doing it. They're doing it more now. Don't believe
1: them. Well, here's the key, and, and this is the thing that everybody has to understand. Until enough people stand up against this, when you do stand up against this, you're going to be blacklisted. You're going to be shamed. You're going to be called a racist. Canceled. You're going to be considered an enemy working on behalf of the system of oppression. There are those who think that by virtue signaling against racism or by supporting critical theorists that the mob will pass them by. <laughs> this is a foolish mistake, all right? And I agree. This is a foolish you can't mistake. Sit still. And our senator, our junior senator, senator uh, Tom Cotton spoke directly to this and posted it, it was posted on his Twitter account in a speech that he gave on the Senate floor and here's what he had to say.
3: Lincoln also warned that the lawless in spirit will become lawless in practice because of mob violence, seeing no consequences for crimes. The mob doesn't stop at statues. Rioters have already torched police precincts and low-income housing in Minneapolis. Churches and synagogues have been vandalized. Next, perhaps the mob will target the homes of police officers. And soon enough, the mob may come for you and your home, and your family." As the mob expands its power, Lincoln cautioned that good citizens seeing their property destroyed, their families insulted, their lives endangered, their persons injured, and seeing nothing in prospect that forebodes a change for the better, become tired of and disgusted with a government that offers them no protection. Mob rule can only serve to demoralize our people and shake their faith in our government and our way of life. As the mob rises, civilization recedes.
1: Okay, that's Senator Tom Cotton. Basically, he's saying the exact same thing that I'm saying here, because what's going to happen? It's a foolish mistake to believe that if you support critical theorists, that the the mob's going to pass you by. They are not. They are not. Look, Grant is a historical figure that is a huge ally of African Americans. He was a huge ally for equal opportunity and for, you know, equality. But the mob has come for him. In the form of his statues, now, they're already pulling down his statues. They're doing they're doing it as well to FDR or, or TDR Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt. They're pulling. They're taking him down from in front of the New York Museum of Natural History, Thank and you. and who was behind forming that museum? It was the it was the Roosevelt family. They were the people who built it and believed in conservationism. So the, they're, they're allies of environmentalists, and they still now want them gone. So the mob doesn't care if you're an ally. Your skin color, your, sex, your sexual orientation, your able body, and your political beliefs are all inherently inherently be just because that's the easiest way to put it just because and it means that you are an oppressor that's the key to remember and
2: Dave Dave I mean if it's based just on your very existence isn't that the definition of racism
1: that's bigotry bigotry
2: bigotry Discrimination?
1: yeah. There's a, Humiliation? Look, when you talk about racism and bigotry, you're talking two different things. Racism is being in power, being in the majority, and telling the minority uh, they're no good and they can't have anything. Bigotry is anybody, anybody, it's a shotgun approach at that point, that anybody who's not like you is not worthy. Now, that's bigotry. And there's – let me just tell you, there's a lot of bigots today in the United States, a lot (laughs) of bigots.
2: And I've run across more of them, I have to say, on the other side of the political scale than I have on the conservative side.
1: That's just – that's the truth of it. So so what's the bottom line about this whole, you know, cancel culture, uh, you know, talking about uh, this – critical theory and all the rest of the things that are going on uh what is their
3: goal
2: i believe that the goal has nothing to do with racism Mm
3: -hmm. well
2: except for the fact they're using it as a lever it has to do with overthrowing our government for power and socialism and communism at this point again we have two things going on simultaneously here We have our concern, which is a very real problem in our country, which is the racism issue. And I hate to even use that word because of all the connotations. But we have a history between black and white in our country that we need to address. That's one thing. Separate from that, and I think the larger threat, and if this larger threat were not in place, we might have a choice on trying to solve this other issue. But we have this larger threat, and the larger threat is is the influence of communism and socialism that has taken over the rest of the world. We were exceptional in this country. We were the only ones who have ever stood up for freedom and liberty. And, folks, they're at your door. Okay. They're at your door.
1: So here's the key. All right. So what do they really want to destroy? That is the question. And it's fairly— Our whole culture. Yeah. Our whole culture. Western culture. culture Western Western
2: culture, what we stand for, individual freedom and liberty. In their mind,
1: Western culture is evil.
2: That's correct. That's exactly correct. And people need to understand that whether you like it, whether you agree with it, does not matter. This is the fact. This is the truth.
1: And the annihilation of Western culture is the only option. Exactly. For those who believe in this critical theorist stuff and we'll finish up talking about this when we come back got to get a break in uh i'd really really like to just continue but we got to get a break in all right got to pay the bills let's do that it's uh, time to listen uh, to your traffic and your weather we've got it for you at a quarter till seven bible guys are arriving and getting ready here at the studio they'll join us in the next hour and i'm going to bring this up to them because it's bled over now into an attack on christianity we 'll talk about it as we continue the Dave Ellswick show. All right, so I get kind of pointed at called Debbie Downer, I guess because I talk about this stuff and what's going on, and peop- and there's a lot of you driving in and going, "Give me some happy news, Dave, make me laugh you know and I can do that I mean that's part of my my makeup. But right now what's going on is so serious. I don't wanna make you laugh. I want you to know how serious things are right now and it's time for us to take the bull by the horns and turn it around. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Yeah.
2: You're too busy with, you know, everyday activities. You're Look, losing your kids the soccer most important. And,
1: and baseball and everything is is important. I understand sure that. it is. However, it's not as important as your family disappearing.
2: As your whole way of life. Yeah. Okay, as your whole way of life. The things that you have grown up with, that you have become accustomed to. I heard someone say, you know, one of the differences in our country and other countries, is this is a few weeks back was that you can go to sleep at night and not really generally some people do most of us don't have to worry about waking up in the morning that someone's going to burn your house down
1: or kick in the door or
2: kick in the door or steal everything you have we have not until very recently most of us some have that's the problem we have to address we haven't had to worry about that i fear that we now do Okay, I do. I fear that we now do.
1: Well, when Antifa makes it very clear and saying we're coming back, uh, we're coming to take over your neighborhood. We're coming in the neighborhood. That to is a direct. You know, one of the things that was always told to me, and it's I forget who the person is who says who said it better than I'm saying it right now, is that if your enemy is telling you something, you should believe them. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's,
2: that's, yeah. If anybody stands in front of you and says, da, 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 you need to listen.
1: And is Antifa our enemy? Yes, they Absolutely. are your enemy.
2: And they've made you your, their enemy. So and they've dressed up.
1: themselves up in righteousness and they've dressed themselves up of saying, we're trying to help uh, make things better than it has been in the past but it's all about they are trying to secure power. And I go back to Orwell again, and I'm telling you, you got to read 1984 because it's like a roadmap about what's happening right now is that whomever is doing things to get power, they do not intend to relinquish that power once they have it well why do you think they're trying to get it so badly they're not
2: going to share it with you when they get there no
1: that's not that's (laughs) not what it is about that now here's the biggest mistake that people are making they're making this mistake uh people are cowering in front of these people
2: that's right and back and down and
1: they're trying to appease the mob you cannot appease the mob doesn't work You've got to stand against the mob and stop the mob. And we're seeing our state representatives, our national representatives and senators and governors and president in some cases. And
2: businesses and corporations. Businesses. Let me give you all this money and let, I promise yeah. we're going to have. Let,
1: let me give you a really good example of this. All right, People being afraid of calling being called racist or being called, you know, you're, you're, you're this or you're that. I used to, when I first got here, could walk out, go see businesses and say, hey, we're going to go out and we're going to be broadcasting this or that. And we'd like you to be part of it. Sure. All right. Well, now I've been demonized out there uh, by the left. And I go to some business, I'm not going to say all businesses, I won't even say the majority of businesses, but I will tell you it is a sizable minority now. It's much, much bigger than it was around 2000. Noticeably. But what has happened is that, well, Dave, I would love to do that. But. But. And remember, but, when you put a but in a sentence, (laughs) it means whatever you said before doesn't count. All right. And they say, but here's the problem. I can't identify with your show, even though I believe what you talk about on your show is right, even though what you are promoting is right, I can't identify with it because some people on the other side will try to demonize me on Facebook and things of that nature, and it might hurt me financially.
2: I I can personally speak to that uh I've told this story before, but my husband and I owned a business in Conway, and when we decided that we would be very public with our political leanings, and this was several years ago, several years ago. We're talking what? 20, nine, 10. Nine, ten years ago, yeah. we put out flyers and we put out information being conservatives and being Republicans. And we, I can show you my profit and loss statements, immediately saw a 25% drop in our income that was measurable and it never changed. And from that point forward, we heard about it at least two to three times a week, if not more often, from people who weren't going to spend money in the business. They just want to walk in the door and complain that they don't like that you put a flyer or a that's, banner out by the street that's a form for of, candidate. That
1: is a form of censorship.
2: It is, and it's a form of oppression. Yeah, it's yeah. a form of they taking away that. your freedom and liberty.
1: Or, I'm not going to say they don't see it. They oh, no, understand they, that it's oppression. But it's an all right oppression. It's okay because because they believe in it. That's
2: right. They believe in it, and you're wrong because you don't agree. Yeah. And that's the taking away of free speech. Folks, it's called self-censorship when you don't want to speak out. That's the first step to totalitarianism. And in your own mind, you won't speak out because you're afraid. It's coming to our doors. It's coming to our doors. It's happening. we got to wake up.
1: Yeah. So bottom line is this. You either believe in the first amendment or you don't. You either believe is a in the choice. first amendment or you don't. And that is binary. It is a binary choice. It is. Yes, I do believe it or no, I it's don't full believe throated it
2: or none at all.
1: And I'm full throated for it. That's it. I've been very clear about that. After and 50 years will. on the you air know,
2: talking. Yeah. I've, I've
1: been saying <laughs> it all the time. I will continue to say it. Uh, the constitution of our country, uh, is the greatest doc, document, if not one of the greatest documents ever written. I, I have to say maybe the Magna Carta, uh, you that's, know, that's is really there. important. But, uh, you know, they're coming for your religion. They're coming for your businesses. They're, yeah, they're taking away your history. Where you can They're trying money. to rewrite it.
2: Where you can work. If they don't like what you say, they'll call your employer. I want to know when they fire When
1: are they going to close the gates to Vicksburg? <laughs> I mean, seriously, have it's you ever coming. been? Have you been there? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you've sure been have. on the hill where they got all of the the statues yep. to all of pretty the cool. different. Uh, you better
2: go see it now, states. folks. Yeah, you better, today.
1: I, I suggest today. you do that. Have you ever been to Vicksburg, Heidi? I'm it's pretty get, amazing. Trying to go. Have you ever been to Vicksburg? The battlefield. All right. You need to go. And Pea Ridge Which in Arkansas good, yeah. is also
2: another one But, but, but very it worthwhile.
1: It doesn't look like Vicksburg. No, it doesn't look like I it. I mean, they Vicksburg have, is incredible. Yeah, it is. Gettysburg, Gettysburg is incredible. Yes. I mean, if you if these people have their way, they'll topple every Confederate statue that's on Gettysburg. They and New the New only thing that will be standing is the Union, and then that, that's questionable because... Because they were trying to bring the, keep the union together, they might uh, cancel culture them. I'm just saying because <laughs> where they does it stood. Stop? They where stood for America.
2: That's correct for the idea of individual and personal freedom and liberty, and yet at the same time, an experiment where a country chose to band together to try to come to a more perfect union.
1: I've got we're not allowed anymore. Folks, I've got the 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 Bible guys coming up next. And (laughs) we're gonna talk about this because I'm telling you right now, this is a spiritual problem first.
2: Oh, this is definitely a spiritual. Because when
1: you sit and you talk to people who are part of this cancel culture and and all the rest, uh, they have a different view of man than what you and I, if you're a Christian, have of them, and that's Founding Fathers had. It, we'll talk about it more. Just stick around. Elizabeth will be back at 8. The Bible Guys are next. was talking about this whole new kind of philosophy that is out there and it's called critical theory all right now critical theory is very simple your side is right our side is wrong (laughs) i mean that's really what they say it doesn't matter uh and the worst person that's out there right now is a straight white christian male Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all right however if you can be a black man and you can still be an oppressor of other people especially if you're let's say you're a black straight male you're still an oppressor of trans people and of uh, gay people and whatnot Uh, if you're black uh, but happen to be a straight woman you're still an oppressor to gay trans and disabled people if you're a gay black trans man Uh, You're still an oppressor to disabled people, and if you're a gay, black, trans man who is disabled but happens to be a conservative, you're an oppressor to Democrats. Confused?
0: Yeah. Uh, No, I think that's just the state of the
1: world these days. Yeah, it is. It it, it, should be
4: confusing, unfortunately. sounds a lot like intersectionality, the whole idea of the overlapping levels of... uh,
5: You know what I hear in that? No, do you hear. (laughs) I hear a question that's recorded for us back in genesis 3 somewhere Hmm. did god really say yeah so the author of confusion is still authoring
1: confusion yeah Mm -hmm. i agree i believe and i'm gonna put it at that and there's a lot of people who back me up on my belief that the founding fathers wrote Declaration of Independence and it says life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. God gives you those, those rights. All right. The, the creator will use their word even. All right. Okay. With that in mind, then they believed, yes, you have those, but because man is inherently evil at his core, you have to have a government. Right. Now the key is to to devise a government small enough mm-hmm. to control that core without making it big enough taking away your freedom, mm-hmm. all right? And we're at the point now that the government, as Jefferson said, that a government big enough to give you everything is a government that's big right, enough right. to take everything away. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're at. But the main argument is what is man at his heart? Right. Are we All the good other or worldly evil? religions, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. believe that man is on a journey to become better. Mm-hmm. Only Christianity says, only if God intervenes, That's right. can you become better, and even then, you won't be where you need to be until. You join me on the other side. You'll always have that fleshly, evil part of you inside of you.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, the scripture tells us that the, that the heart is deceitful above all. Uh, above all else, uh, this is this is a, a main tenet within uh, the Judeo-Christian faith. The, the Jewish people refer to it as the evil inclination. That there's a, there's a there's an inclination in all of us to a propensity to do to do wrong, and only with the in, only with with God intervening. Uh, is there hope for the heart of man but yes uh, that's what this that's the problem with all this whether you yeah. want to call it racism or not, it's all about it's yeah. all about hate it's all about the condition of man's heart and so that's why it's hard to even talk with people that are spiritually dead yep. because you know if we're talking from a place of revelation we have a revelation of the love of god what god's done for us and then you try to talk to someone who is spiritually dead and some someone who has no relationship with god it's we can't understand each other because we're talking from two entirely different planes of existence.
1: I think they understand. They just deny.
5: Yeah, I can see the case for that. But at the same time, there's a, a level of ignorance and blindness that, that um, a friend friend of mine said to me once that uh, deceived people don't know they're deceived. And so um, I was listening to a uh, – I think it was Dr. Brown podcast where he had a guy on, and he was talking about how – I forget which one of the – um. um nazi leaders when he was at his trial he made the statement they asked him about judgment in hell and he said i'm going to be welcomed into heaven because i helped purge the earth of its sickness and its sin and its diseased peoples Mm -hmm. and so you can be so deceived that you think that you're actually doing god's work by killing six million jews and nazis and gays because you believe they are part of the corrupt flesh that need to be eradicated from earth so i'd say yes and no to your answer there
1: are some people that they can't see how blind they are but i don't know if they were always that way see that that's that's what's so interesting they decided to believe yeah well the deceiver's job is to deceive
0: right so it's it's incremental um just like we lose everything we lose that not miles at a time but inch by inch by inch over the course of years decades centuries
5: so reprobate so once you get to the place of not listening, not hearing, then Romans one comes into play and then they become so oh. blinded by their sin and, we're there. and then by their wickedness. <laughs> and then God says that, uh, he has turned them over to a reprobate mind that they will not listen. They will not hear. They have chosen to live their life their way without his correction, his guidance. And so for the most part, um, people think that we're in a judgment place right now. We're not. No. We're in the place of what happens when you live a life that's not governed by the laws of God and in the, the spirit of God. That's where we're at. People go crazy. They lose their mind. They start acting a fool. They start doing what the Bible records about Israel in the Old Testament is they did everything that was right in their own eyes. And that's where we're at. And it seems logical to them to tear apart the nation, to steal and to destroy, to burn down people's businesses and destroy this. nation. it makes perfect sense to them.
1: Okay. So now let me move on in our discussion. All right. Mm -hmm. Because I think we're all in one accord in saying that man is evil. Yes. All right. At his core, man is evil. I'm evil you guys are evil. Everybody I know has that inclination and you see it all the time. I mean, yep. it's like, God, I can't even believe he would have done that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, or she would have done that or whoever it is. But here's what's happening. And, and this does really concern me. We got these people that are doing wrong and we know they are doing wrong. Yet the church and government and whatever cowers in front of them and tries to appease them mm-hmm. thinking well if we let them do this a little bit it'll burn out and we'll move on that's the wrong way to right. approach this yeah, right. mm-hmm. it's got to be snuffed out yep
4: but it's become a part i mean this this is kind of the fruit of so many years of everybody getting a trophy there being no consequence for your actions Parenting where you're your kids you're supposed to be your kid's buddy and your friend, not their leader and their
1: and their parent. let me stop you there and let me just sure. point out difference in parenting. When I was a kid, okay. When I was, and that's a long time ago. All right, that's back when they walked to to work. I, 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 Fred rode on a brontosaurus, and I, I couldn't afford that new that new model, so I I was on a, a, a just this little pig thing. All right, that I that I rode on. But but here's the key: when I went to school, and this could have been in high school, junior high, or elementary school, mm-hmm. if I came home with a note. From the principal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My dad didn't go down and rail at the principal. Right. Like they do now. My little Johnny would never do something like that. No, if I got punished at school, I knew when I went home, (laughs) it was going to be triply worse (laughs) when I got home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah because there's some real parenting going on and if you go to the school and you go my Johnny wouldn't do that Mm -hmm. he just wouldn't stop being against him i'm just telling you you got a problem Mm -hmm.
5: i got caught stealing when i was 15 and my dad called and i got caught by dad Uh, he Uh he was asking where i was getting all these things and, and, and i said well mom was buying them for me Uh-oh. my parents were <laughs> my parents were divorced at
1: that time oh okay like they never so, talked to each other right oh, okay <laughs> so he
5: picks up the phone Yeah. Uh-huh. and my plan instantly got destroyed Into <clears throat> to which we get in the car and he calls a cop friend from the church who meets us at the one store mm-hmm. and then uh he just i don't know how he came across the other officer but he met at the other store uh and um he allowed this total strange officer who he never met before to rough me up and to scare the fire out of me. Yep. He threw handcuffs at the table, grabbed my arms, and he, Dad just sat there and let that guy
1: scare the hell out of me. <laughs> and, and so today, if somebody did that,
5: oh yeah, they'd, they'd cancel the
1: culture. Yeah,
5: yeah. Well,
0: the
1: officers would be on YouTube, right? And I so.
5: never stole another thing the rest of my life. But you didn't that was the last thing i I stole
1: a a candy bar once and my dad caught me and he got in the car but he made me walk walk all the way back to the store (laughs) and then walked me inside (laughs) to the manager and i had to give what was left of the candy bar back to him and apologize and then I had to, before I left, go to my piggy bank that I had, yeah. take out the necessary change and pay them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I never stole another thing. And, you know, the, the biblical
5: model to that, to on top of that even more, is to add one-fifth to whatever you stole. Right. So if you followed the biblical model in our culture and say every time somebody stole the car, that they had to give that guy's car back and then add 20% to it, it would stop probably within a couple
1: of days. And so that leads, if you're not – impressing upon your children that you don't steal you come up with the story of the woman who said why did you shoot my son who was stealing from that store all he was doing was stealing yeah yep or you you get political figures that say well you're stealing stuff you can replace stuff why did you shoot that man that was fighting me
5: yeah. Why, why did you shoot that man that was fighting you, that pulled out your weapon and fired back at you? Why did you shoot that man?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. you end up with situations where you can burn down entire neighborhoods and still call it a, a peaceful protest, yeah. right? So,
5: Yeah. It's it's absolute lunacy that what we're
1: in, living in right no, now. It, it, it is. The it good really is, is. Just that, like, the Bible said it would be that way, right? That's right. right. We yeah. call good evil and evil good. Yep. So, I mean, how do you handle this, Scott? I mean, this is, this, and we'll come back and we'll talk further about it because we've got a break coming up. But I'd like you to talk about it. Do you think that pastors, ministers, heads of churches, whatever the name they go by, um, are missing out on an important event that's occurring here in our country by not speaking out mm-hmm. for it? I mean, it's really speaking out for morality is mm-hmm. what you're doing. right? Uh, but I don't hear it all that much anymore. Yeah. It's sad. All right, well, let's talk about it when we come back. we got other questions as well. It's just that in the times that we're living in right now, I think this is important that we talk about it. If you want to get a question in, A two three oh nine six five, If you want to make a statement about this, if you want to be like that guy that thinks that we should tear down, uh, you know, all the Christian imagery in our churches and stuff because of the white suppressing uh, Jesus Christ that, you know Jesus didn't didn't go to Denmark uh, when Herod was around. He went to Egypt to hide out with the Egyptians. I mean, we can t- we, we, we'll talk about all of this because that's that that just amazes me. This is when I say when you look down, they got clown shoes on. All right, that's what they're wearing. They're wearing clown shoes because <laughs> they're just clowns. That's all they are, truly. But here's the problem: a lot of people want to get a pair of clown shoes themselves and put them on with them. And that's, it's dangerous. Uh, don't forget about uh, PI roofing, PI roofing. Take good care of your roof. They'll take good care of you. Joel Johnson, his wife, uh, Victoria, good Christian people. They run their company on good Christian principles. And uh, they know that COVID-19 still has a lot of people paralyzed with fear. It's not a good thing, but they are. And uh, they're they're going to help you out as much as they can by talking to you over the phone and talking to you over the internet so that you can keep that six feet of social distancing and all that you need to keep. And they'll come out and look at your roof. They don't have to come in your house and talk to you or meet you outside or anything. They can go on your roof and look at the roof, figure out what's wrong, get with your insurance people, uh, set up, uh, you know, something that you can agree with, uh, that you can afford and fix your roof. They don't think that you should have to worry about that uh, while you're already worrying about uh, the COVID 19. That is uh, PI Roofing. They're at 707 3551. 707 3551. Or go on their website, piroofing.com. Traffic and weather on The Dave Ellswick Show. All right, let's go to Heaver Springs. I wish I could go to Hebrew Springs today <laughs> and get out on the lake, but I can't. Yeah. Uh, Jackie, how you doing? Welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show and your question for our uh, panel.
2: Hey, Dave. I'm doing great. And, yeah, it's going to be a beautiful day up here today. Yeah. Um, this is my question. What do you do when mainline denominations are praising BLM, and which is nothing more than a Marxist revolutionary group? And uh, then when you express an opinion to your pastor, you get told that they're not interested in politics.
1: <laughs> that's a great, that's that, that's a great question. Off. That is a great question. It's kind of what I got one to get into today. So let's let them answer, and you keep listening, okay?
2: Okay, well, thank you.
1: All right. Okay, so there, that's a good question. What, what do you do when, when the, your pastor looks at you and says, well, I can't talk about politics from the pulpit? Yeah.
4: Well, um, I would suggest that the pastor needs to read the Bible just a little bit more Mm -hmm. uh, because um, try to find me a man of God in the scripture that did not confront political leaders, that did not confront societal norms, that did not confront the uh, the culture of the uh, of the day. Um, you know how many kings and governors did Jesus stand in front of or the right. Jesus rebuke? How many, how many rulers and authorities did John the Baptist rebuke? How many well, kings did Isaiah? Well, in that whole section Isaiah... about the prophets there, that's yeah. all they were doing. A, so. and, and then you had then you had an entire and, – and was not God anointing the, uh, right. the political leaders, the kings, and then you have the judges who did what they did. There, there really isn't anyone in the Scripture that did not deal with the uh, the government or, or with politics. Now, he was not – They were not in bed with them. They did not cozy up to them. They did not try to get along with them. Their job was to come in and to correct the politics, to correct the politicians, to admonish them, and to get them back on track with the things of God. And when need be, it was there to rebuke them uh, and to. I mean, think about just think about Nathan who goes up to the king, points him in the face, and say, "You are the murderer. You're the one who did this." I mean, this idea of. We're not supposed to be involved in politics is a is a modern concept. It is not biblical. It was sold to us when Johnson gave the Johnson Amendment amendment back in the nineteen fifties, was it, or sixties or whatever it was, that churches should not have the, anything to do with politics. It's referencing back to the Jefferson letter separation of church and state. When what he really meant was the government shouldn't be involved in the life of the church, not the vice, not vice versa. The national government, yeah, so not so,
1: state governments, the national. So government. All, all of
4: this has been has been sold, and unfortunately, <laughs> has been taught as a doctrine. The scripture that says, you know, well, we should obey the laws of the land has been taken and completely misapplied. So this is a, a product of modern modern teaching, modern uh, cultural relevancy has made its way into the church, but it's not biblical. And it has no place in the historical record of, a, of the life of a
1: denomination, large or small. So I'm going to bring up Billy into this because during the break, you said something very astute, Billy, dealing Uh-oh. about. I apologize, Billy. To me. Dealing <laughs> about budgets. What did I say? in oh, the, the churches. The, in- the churches. Well, I oh, can't speak um, out.
0: Yeah, the, it, so I, I have made reference um, before um, to the fact that. Uh, Churches have become big business in the United States. Uh, I think it was um, L. Ron Hubbard back in the whatever 40s who said the fastest way to get rich in America is to start your own religion. And Um, that's what he did. And that's what he went on to do. Um, You have to understand that you've got churches out there that have got multimillion dollar uh, buildings and they have multimillion dollar loans to go with that. And they have to be a little bit afraid uh, of offending their congregation and having a bunch of people get up and walk out because if they do uh, suddenly they're looking at defaulting on loans they're looking at closing doors um, etc etc i I know building projects all over the place right now that they've done that with borrowed money and unfortunately uh, that there's a reason the bible says oh no man anything Uh, and i believe that should be applied to the church
1: as well all right we got to take a break we got new or pardon me rush is coming up so let's get rush in here we'll take a little break and then when we come back. The Bible guys will still be here and we'll continue our conversation. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick show, the uh, power, that power panel, pardon me, the uh, Bible guys are here and, uh, you know, I brought up uh, a question. We haven't got to any of the questions that people have <laughs> sent to us yet, but it, I think it is an important question now, uh, and it needs to, uh, you know, be taken care of it, uh, I've always said that if you try to appease or you you try to you know I don't know be mamby pamby with these people and they're taking down statues and doing this and doing that sooner or later and Tom Cotton even said it but it was said back in in uh, the Nazi time and I I don't know if it was Bonhoeffer or what they said they came for this person they came for that person I was quiet and then finally, they came for me. And when I there looked around, no there was, was nobody there. All mm-hmm. right, and and we're we're at that that place. The cancel culture, the these people of uh, these other theories of the way government works. Uh, you they will come for you, mm-hmm. and we have been warning people that you know the church. It, there's a bullseye, you know, painted on the church, yep. and it this weekend. Uh, this guy put out a tweet and uh, he's some big lefty or something, but he's got his clown shoes on and and he said, we got to get rid of uh, the white Jesus. His name is Sean King. There you go. That's right. Sean King. So when you see that kind of stuff, pastors, does it make your blood run a little bit cold? Oh yeah. Well, it's something I've been
4: saying for a long time. I, I, I spent uh, over half my life outside the country, and um, and for years I would come back to the states when I was on a, when I was on furlough, and I would preach sermons about living in the future, and then coming mm-hmm. back to the past to tell everybody what the future looks like if we don't change. And so the idea of uh, the pernicious creeping socialism—I mean, um, you know, hello, we're here now, and yeah. you know, you know—I felt like I, I I shouted that for almost twenty years, and nobody paid attention because the whole idea is you know self-deception you know um it can never happen here it won't happen here we're the united states of america we're too big to fail we're just that the bible says pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall we were very proud in our americanism we were proud in who we are and i think that we're now beginning to uh find ourselves in a place that um we never thought we would be and it's it is very sad and if you and if you i mean obviously you know this what this guy is saying this Sean King guy i mean if he's now saying cuz i read had an article out, there's an article written about it today he's calling for for the destruction of the statues of Jesus uh, and also the destruction of uh of churches yes. because of what it presents. now um you know if you are if you are a believer or i know this call from Hebrew Springs was a, was partly about the the yeah. BLM well you know if if you're going to be supporting that it's incredible it goes back to the idea we talked about being a spirit because there's no natural rational way your mind can understand this it's got to be a spirit behind this thing and you can't reason with the spirit you can't counsel the spirit you can't have a dialogue with the spirit you can bind it up and rebuke it but you cannot try to reason Mm -hmm. with this thing but as long as you try to do it I think we're going to be woefully disappointed
5: I agree on the surface with the statement I would love to get rid of the white Jesus that's what we talk about. Right. We dear. want to get back to the Jewish Jesus, the Yeshua Jesus. That's mm-hmm. what we want to talk about. But the depth of what he's trying to do, absolutely, I disagree with, because he doesn't understand the, the fullness of church history. He points out to maybe some of the the uh, brown spots that are on church history, where they closed uh, one eye to some of the things that were going on. But they also forget, especially if you want to talk about an area of racism, there was just as many um, men of God that were screaming against. They were abolitionists. That's right they were screaming against as a matter of fact um a lot of people don't realize that when the song amazing grace um was helped by the man um william wilberforce who was friends with the man who was taking the slaves and he heard through their their cries and groans and prayers that they were singing in the slave ships is what he started to set that melody to of that uh, the initial song and so he william wilberforce who was an abolitionist in england not in America, uh, knew the man who wrote
1: the song. Yeah. All right. So let me read what Sean Kings wrote. Mm-hmm. I got his Twitter feed here. Yes. I think the statues of the white European they claim is Jesus should also come down. They're a form of white supremacy. Always have been in the Bible. When the family of Jesus wanted to hide and blend in, guess where they went Egypt. Now this is the clown part of his argument. Uh, they didn't go to Denmark. Uh, tear them down. Mm. Okay. My, not much a society of Denmark during the time that yeah. they ran off to Egypt. And how were they going to get to Denmark? Oh, they could have flown on one of the UFOs that were building the, 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 the pyramids. Well, and also the fact that uh, that he,
4: and I notice he puts in the words, even if they're to blend in, first of all, uh, it was, it was, it was not that at all. God commanded that they were going to be going there. It wasn't their idea to do it. Right. Uh, the the uh, the statues or images of Jewish people in Egypt show them with uh, pale skin and kind of a reddish like like we actually have the statue of Joseph that was found in Egypt. He has he has light colored skin, which is what they depicted the Northerners Jews to be. He had bright red hair. He, he had. He, this is app's asinine this this only appeals to people who are ignorant
1: right so, are you I'm, telling me this. that joseph looked like carrot top <laughs>
4: yeah. well, I, no i
1: pray no i'm just no, kidding he, he i'm just, I just kidding. Saying
3: he Oh i sure hope he didn't talk like <laughs> that oh, yeah no kidding
4: no. Uh, no so this this just comes from a, a place of ignorance but what will happen is it will people will, will glom onto that and they'll love everything that's being yeah. said there uh, the Jewish people did not blend in or fit in in, um, in these, Egypt.
5: These are the same people that think that uh, um, that Jesus was a, a good Palestinian boy that was fighting right, against the Jewish right. leadership.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And let's not forget, if you're going to if you're going to go that route and we don't like slavery, I think the total one day of slavery is too many. And I think that the total amount of years that we had slavery in America was like was it like 80, 86 years, something like that. Um, however. let's not forget that it was the Egyptians that enslaved the -hmm. Jewish people Mm -hmm. for 400 years. Our nation's 240, what, 2, 43 years old? So imagine being slaves for twice as long as our nation has even been in existence. And that's how long the Africans, the Egyptians, enslaved the Jewish
1: people. And there was so, slavery in other parts uh, of Africa had going been, on. There's always been. There There's sla- sla- still
0: slavery in the world. Everywhere. Folks. There's
4: still slavery in the world, and every yeah. bit of it is is wrong and deplorable. But yep. the, but but his argument to his point is ridiculous. It's un, unfounded and coming from a place. I don't think his is coming from a place of ignorance. He's just coming from a place of incitement. Yep. Right. Right. Yep. And, but and I think that's the biggest problem we've got right it. now. Sorry? Is that
0: I said I think it's the biggest problem we've got right now is that people are twisting the facts or ignoring the facts simply so that they could be on twitter or wherever as the current yep. uh insider listen right? to me i've got that's all the right. wisdom let's go that's tear right. down
5: all well, the this. marxists yep.
1: used to call the people that helped them yep useful idiots yep. Yep. and that's mm-hmm. exactly what we got right right a now. lot of them right mm-hmm. now they're just useful
5: idiots there's 500 and something sitting in the capital right now
1: <laughs> <up to laughs> that's true that was hess <laughs> steve Hess. That's you can
0: email true. him at oh yeah, yeah but it's
1: true and he said 500 and something. That includes Republicans <laughs> That's and right. Democrats. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, both sides have got their clown shoes on. Yeah. Uh, best way to put it. All right. So let's go back to some of these other questions. Because we could. I could belabor this point yep. for the next month. Oh, yeah. And and stay with it and talk about it and uh, and discuss it. So let, let's go back to the questions. I'm getting over to them. Just give me a moment. I got to find it. Dave, Dave's old, which means he's also slow. So, yeah. I mean, um, try boy. not to be it's just that It <laughs> takes just forever to get to where I need to go here. All right. I go over to my scent and I know they're right there. So here we go. We got three questions in one. Each is directed towards each of you. We'll start off for you, Steve. Okay. He asked, uh, I've heard Steve say that he feels judgment is coming to America, I know that he has already spoken about the virus and his view of that related to judgment. But what does he think about the rioting? Is this part of the judgment from his perspective?
5: No, and and judgment will come if repentance does not come. Let me make sure we understand that. I don't think it's inevitable. Just like when Jonah uh, went to Nineveh, uh, judgment didn't have to come, and the people of Nineveh repented. But if we do not repent as a people and start crying out to God. And he's eventually, like he is now, the riots and all that stuff and the virus is just uh, us being turned over to a reprobate mind to try and live in this nation without the governance of God. Uh, When the judgment of God hits, you will not need to ask that question. Right? There's so many people asking, are these the end times? This is nothing. These are the, what's the false term for labor pains? Uh, Braxton Hicks. Braxton Hicks. Yeah, that's what this is. This ain't even labor pains yet. This is just the beginning of what's going to come. And when it comes... Uh, you will, you will be horrified. Yeah. how bad it's going to get. Think when about it, when the come, imagery if for a we moment. do not repent. I got to say that because that is the right. only thing that will change this course. Yeah, we we all have our own political side and how we look at things, but. That's just our own personal views, but it ultimately comes down to the gospel. If the gospel is not preached, if repentance is not preached, if we do not get in our face and cry out for all the babies that we killed, for all of the sexual immorality that we are promoting in this nation, allowing little girls to have their breasts cut off to turn into little boys and all of this horrific stuff that's happening in this nation, if we don't cry out and repent, you better believe it's coming.
1: Amen. All right. Billy. Yes, sir. What is your position on the cybersecurity of the U.S.? This is a little outside of biblical thought if i remember correctly that's your field he says i heard that something happened with the latest trump rally in oklahoma some type of cyber attack stopped people from attending could someone put a bug into our voting machines that would throw the election thoughts on that um america's cybersecurity is pretty strong um in places
0: and pretty porous in some others um we we fight a continuous war um Specifically against China and the Russian mafia. Uh, my, that's what I do for a living: is, is fight those two organizations primarily. Uh, and unfortunately, cybersecurity is very much like terrorism. We have to be right every time, and they really only have to be right once. Um, but we're we're pretty good at it. We really are. Um, the Trump rally—I I, don't—that wasn't attack so much as it was um, people buying up the tickets. Knowing they weren't going to show up, so if I can get ahead of you in line and buy up hundreds of tickets and then just throw them in the trash can when the camera pans around and looks at the crowd, it goes, "Oh well, Trump was only able to fill up half of an auditorium." Well, those those tickets were purchased
1: um, or uh, acquired. So, they that, just, so that did happen. Yes, yes, okay, that absolutely happened. Yeah, it's so it through TikTok, which is a. Chinese website Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, also through uh, K-pop, I think it was.
0: And could the um, voting machines be tampered with? Um, It it would be pretty difficult. There's a lot of oversight on those and on the hardware. But uh, what I'd be more concerned about is um, these states that are talking about sending people out with ballots and then Mm -hmm. having you fill the ballot out and then they'll collect it for you and, and then go run it through the voting machine for you that that is a complete lack of oversight and and that would yep. that concerns me much more than the russians tried to hack the the voting
1: machines all right when we come back we got a question for pastor scott here on the dave Ellswick show we got more coming your way remember this when you're talking about david lucas all right question for pastor scott i've heard of a lot of churches deciding not to regather until september what do you think of such a delay? Do you think that the way we do church is forever changed now as a result of COVID? Yeah. Um
4: I think that um of course I don't know what what why these pastors have made this decision. I know that some have said they're not going to open up until phase three and I you know the reasoning is we're not gonna open up until we can go fully back to the way it was before the uh the virus actually came into um, into play um but um for me i really believe that if our church if our people need something right now they need to be able to come to the house of god Mm -hmm. that's the only place they are going to find what they're what they're looking for what they're needing so um personally i don't think it's the best idea i think if i think that you should do what you can like for example a friend of mine pastors in in iowa this is back a few months ago and the iowa government only allowed them to have Ten people gathering at a time. He had a small church, but what he did was he had ten services on a Sunday, right? For ten people. I mean, he just took what was was um, was allowed, and he did the best he could. He so he had a, a hundred seat auditorium. He allowed ten people in there, spread them out, and have the services. I mean, our people need us now more than they need to watch the president's daily briefing. They need us more now than the governor's daily briefing. They need us more now than they need anything uh, anything else that the, that can offer. So I would do what I can to uh to accommodate that and to find a place for our people to assemble. So um has it changed the way we do church um forever? I think in some in some ways it probably has. Uh and we're doing our best to, to find out what that new reality looks like. What you know, for better or for worse, I think some people are just going to um get into a bad habit. Uh, I think that this uh not going to church has ha- how how long does it take to create a habit? Is it like a, is it a month 20, or so? yeah, twenty one days? Twenty one days to, to, mm-hmm. to create a habit. And I have a feeling that when well is it now, Dave, employers are having trouble getting employees to come back to work? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's already beginning to affect people and then uh so I think the same thing will be happening with churches. Some churches that are now opening up um, are only having about fifteen percent of the people that are actually in attendance, right? Right. Uh, and and you know God has really blessed us. We're having between fifty and sixty percent of our people back. The rest are online. But a lot of churches that are now starting to so they started coming back together, you know, a month month and a half after us, and they're only getting fifteen percent if that they're actually attending services now. So I, I'm thinking people are getting into really uh, some bad habits. So I think that um, that it's 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 not been good for us.
1: Well, New Life opened this last weekend. Oh, did they? And I, I didn't go. Yeah. All right. Because I got to wear a mask. Yeah. Uh, they're going to put us in groups. Mm-hmm. They're going to take everybody's name down. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, this is part of phase two. Wow. And uh, and I do not agree with that. I mean, yeah. look, they don't stop me at Walmart. And take your name. And take my name down. Right, So yeah. right. All right. So, uh, they don't even require you to wear a mask in Walmart. No. No. So I, I really, you know, I got some problems with uh, what they're doing. So uh, I I watched it on um, the uh, YouTube channel. Now, what I would like them to do is instead of now having a recorded sermon on YouTube, carry it live. Yeah, yeah. So I can watch the service on YouTube. That, yeah. That's what I would like to see them get to. Yeah. Now I know. I guess in Cabot we can go on and watch it on facebook mm. but that's totally different than where i can watch it on youtube on my 67 inch <laughs> right. big screen tv and Did, feel like i'm really there we have um our church we have a we have
4: a uh, roku so you can watch ours live through roku so you can have it up on your big 64 inch or anybody could for that matter well, so it's
1: maybe it's, i've made a mistake and I'll, I'll just contact them and ask them yeah they may, they may have that as well so yeah um but uh you know i know
4: I know churches are trying to do the the right thing and be cautious, and and we have we have a lot of people we're telling them not to come because they have health issues or they're compromised and so forth. Um, but um, for me, I think the sooner we can get back to offering services for our people to attend, the better off that uh, the world will be. I'm with you.
1: Yeah, I'm totally with you. All right, let's finish up with this, and and you're just just going to have a few moments, but that's all right. Heard your discussion about the gap theory last week, so I was wondering what your view is on a literal seven-day creation. How do you answer people who might oppose your viewpoint if they are arguing from a scientific perspective?
0: Um, So I believe um, from a perspective of the earth in a seven-day creation, and I have to say that because um, what most people don't understand from a scientific point of view is that Time really is relative. Um, what can appear to be seven days here on Earth um, as we dilate time and as, as matter moves through space um, can really look from the outside like something completely different. So um, the argument, of course, that we most often run into is uh, the argument of evolution. Uh, but evolution, for starters, evolution is a theory It is taught as fact, but it is still a theory. Uh, and secondarily, Even most honest scientists today will go, "Mm, evolution can't really happen. Uh, And and there's a reason. We understand when Darwin wrote that theory, um, he didn't understand genetics the way we do today. Um, The reason that a cat and a dog can't breed and make a a cog uh, (laughs) is that there is vastly different um, genetic um Material in these two animals, and I say vastly different it 's they 're ninety nine percent the same, but that one percent difference means that you can 't breed the the two together and what most people who talk about evolution don 't understand is they go oh well it's it 's a mutation uh, that caused the next the next creature to be created. fine, but you have to create not only a mutation but you have to create a mutation that is viable, and oh by the way, you have to create at least male and female at the same time. Uh, so that they can, and and they have to breed. So the, the theory of evolution uh, really is uh, like a sucker punch. It, you 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 only can really believe in it hard if you only understand the theory at the surface. When we look at the actual science underneath, um, we know it to be bogus. It, it simply cannot be.
1: All right, we're out of time, guys. Look at that. Always goes quick. It does go quick, mm-hmm. and uh, we could have spent the whole show. Today, next week, and a week after, because the last question I had sitting there was what about race relations in America, oh. which was kind of what we were dealing with at the very beginning. Here's the key. Church needs to speak out. Yeah. Right. Time to say, hey, if you don't like people because of their skin, it's wrong. It's sinful. That's Stop right. it. Yeah. It's ungodly. Turn away from it. All right. Thanks, guys, for coming Thank in. You. We'll see you next week. Scott to be with us. Don't forget about Agape. They meet on Sunday at 10 a.m. Be there. continue okay i'm gonna let you get involved in this already because she just elizabeth just brought up something and and she said it to me and again this is the people who put on the clown shoes okay i'm just letting you know if you get up and you talk to them and if they're sitting behind the table make them stand up and move out so you can see if they get clown clown shoes shoes on because
2: they probably got because they
1: probably have them on uh there is a word out there uh, in in the dictionary and it's called ally A-L-L-Y L-Y. all right and that's that's what it says now I'm going to go right here uh, and to Merriam-Webster okay. yeah what, what is it what is the definition of that word let me give of it ally. to you if because, you're an ally and here's what it says a, a state formally cooperating with another for a military or other Purpose combined as a verb, it is combine or unite a resource or commodity with another for mutual benefit. He allied his racing experience with his father's business acumen. But uh, basically, most of us hear it as a state formally cooperating with another for a military or other purpose. For instance, England, United States, Russia—they were allies during world war ii nazi germany italy and japan were allies they were the axis powers uh during world war ii okay so that is the traditional uh traditional uh explanation for ally now remember in the first hour i hope you heard it if you didn't go back and listen to it seriously In critical theory, excuse me, critical theory is a total um, rejection of traditional theory. And that's what we're seeing now. So it would only make sense that critical theory would come up with another definition for ally. Semantics are important. Words are important. Words have meaning. So, uh, you know, people change, try to change words. And here's a good example of that. I'll go ahead and turn it over to Elizabeth now, and she'll tell you how the left is changing the term of ally. Um, An
2: associated word, allyship.
1: Oh, they call it allyship now. Now, they want to be even more they want to be very specific here.
2: As a writer, you know, I'm sort of into words and that sort of thing. So I did look it up the word ally ship. I ran across this yesterday, never saw it before. The word ally ship's been around since the late eighteen hundreds. And it basically means the state of being an ally. That's what it used to mean. Here is now the current definition. Allyship is the practice of emphasizing social justice, inclusion, and human rights by members of a privileged or dominant social group to advance the interest of an oppressed or marginalized
1: out-group. All right. Do you hear – can you hear the difference here? I mean, not traditional. This is not a traditional theory. This is critical theory. They've changed it.
2: And not only that, but every you know major word in the definition has also been redefined from what it yeah, used to mean, of course, now again, language that we use back to free speech, if we cannot use words that we all commonly understand what they mean, and now we also are afraid to speak up about our feelings or our opinions, how long will it be before they can completely control us? That's where it starts, and that's where it's really prevalent right now is the changing of what these words mean. It's a scary deal. It's a real scary deal.
1: It gets to the point where you don't even know what you're talking about.
2: It reminds me gaslighting. Gaslighting when you're told that what you know, you see and you and you are very well aware with your five senses and your thinking brain is not what's really going on around you that's what they're
1: doing to us and make and make you believe that you're wrong and the other side that's telling you that what you're seeing with your own eyes and experiencing in your own perception is not true i mean you think about how dangerous that is this this
2: allyship has been around uh this is a piece from 2018 and it says allyship is a lifelong process of building relationships based on trust consistency and accountability with marginalized individuals but it's not self-defined your work and efforts must be recognized by those you are seeking to ally with See,
1: that's the key and that's okay. the key
2: they're defining what it is they're telling you how you're allowed to participate if you're not doing it their way you're completely removed yeah canceled you're not allowed. You don't have the right to an opinion.
1: And cancel culture, allyship—they're out there, and they're coming for you. I'm just—I'm not trying to make you paranoid right now, but I'm telling you what—you better be more worried about cancel uh, cancel culture than you are about COVID nineteen. You,
2: you need to decide what side you're on. Mm-hmm. Okay, you need to make up your mind now because they're going to come to your door, and you're going to get caught. One way or the other, whether it's through your children at school because, oh, my gosh, they said something that they heard at home, and now the teachers want them removed from class because they were racist. I mean, it can be anything. You better get right. And you so better figure it out. And so they have no
1: problem with book burning. I mean, we're already We're already doing that.
2: it. Books, movies, so let me take statues, you up, take history. You to
1: Minnesota. They just took out all of Samuel Clement's books.
2: Yep. Yep.
1: All of Mark Twain. How are we ever supposed to their, learn? Uh, does that freak you out, Heidi? Because it freaks me out. It freaks me out. The left in Minnesota has gotten such a toehold now that they took Mark Twain's books out of the library. Kids how, can't read them How anymore. can you
2: ever teach someone what not to do if you don't look at history? Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, what is the quote? They control the past with the future. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: He who controls the past controls the future. He who who controls the present controls the past.
2: And because they're taking away all our past, we don't have a history. If they get their way, we will not have a history. We already – our history does not exist in the minds of the current generation because they were not taught
1: in school. Because they've never been taught it.
2: Okay.
1: Because we allowed that. That's how you determine that you tear down Grant because he fought in the Civil War. You don't know which side it was. You don't know what the man stood for. You don't have a clue. You just tear him down. Or I George just, Washington. Or Thomas Jefferson.
2: It's such a fundamental part of who I am to, to be a patriot and love this country and and to know and understand the founders and why they did what they did and God's hand in all of that. It's more than offensive. Right. It's more than now offensive. Now you've
1: really opened a can of worms. Uh-huh.
2: I brought that word you in, didn't brought I? brought
1: that word into there when you said, God.
2: God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's a word that you, you just have to st- stay away from. And I'm just warning <laughs> pastors right now: if you don't stand up, it's going to get worse coming after you. Well, you guys Shaun just King already has fired what this is like concord he fired the shot heard should have fired the shot heard around the world i hope it It, was heard i don't think it was
2: this is what i said to you earlier when we went to break where are the churches now you guys talked about that a little bit over the last hour yeah but where are our churches folks you're all about going to services how about doing something and getting out in the community and getting people to realize what this fight is all about the lack of god and, and the prevalence of sin
1: a lot of people go to church evil. as the bible tells us to get their ears tickled <laughs> all right that means to hear stuff that they like that they like all right yeah they and, don't want to hear and the it uncomfortable makes, stuff. makes you feel good makes you feel good uh, i i really do wish uh more pastors would stand up when we're talking about race and just say hey look. If you find fault with somebody just because of the color of their skin, whether it's black, whether it's olive, you know, whether it's yellow, whether it's kind of red, they don't look like you, you don't like them because of that, you're sinful. You're being sinful.
2: Well, and I'm cracking up over this guy who says he wants to remove white Jesus because Jesus wasn't white.
1: Sorry, you don't even understand that. Yeah, you know, that's well, he's saying that western civilization uh, civilization has constructed a white jesus mm. to a certain extent sure. i'll agree with sure. that but every culture i mean there's pictures of jesus yes in an asian form sure as people try to use the, the way he looks or the way that they want him to look and in, in all their honesty because he's spirit in in essence he looks like everybody
2: you know, again, there was a time when it was, I think, okay, or accepted, let's say accepted, for other cultures to, like you say, have a picture of Jesus that looks Asian because I'm Asian, and that's kind of what yeah. – it, and it was okay. Now, what I think they want is not just to – there will be no – everybody will be the same. There will be no differences, and it won't be a good thing that we're all the same. We'll all be sheep and, and I guess in the corner and not ever saying anything or something. But we're not allowed to be different and be accepted for our differences. And that's very concerning
1: to me. Well, see, that's what I've said about Hollywood. And I, I just want people to understand because I like The Chosen because they cast people that are Middle Eastern. They look for the road. They more look,
2: historically accurate. In fact,
1: the person who plays uh, Simon is, is a Jew, and the guy who plays Andrew they is should a be Jew. They should be. They and, were. <laughs> and, you know, and, and you know, kind of thing. I mean, look, Jeffrey Hunter did not look like Jesus from the greatest story ever told. That's, That's right. What I'm, I'm, That's I'm right. going to. Uh, although they, I guess the the, the men who made that uh realize that unless they made a jesus that kind of looked like everybody they were going for to sit in the theater they wouldn't come and sit in the theater i don't know if that's true or not but the bottom line is that uh you know i'm glad i i've said this on the air that the chosen has chosen to uh to use people in different uh ethnicities uh to portray these characters but if if you're Black Lives Matter and you think Jesus was black, you're wrong. He wasn't black. Okay, that's not. He was a person of color. Yeah, he was a <laughs> person of color. I'll go along. He was with a person that. of but, color, but he, he wasn't black, and he he was a uh, he had olive skin like people in the Middle he East. Middle olive skin. So, bottom line is, I I just think um, you know the whole thing of what you know pastors have got to start saying uh that it's wrong to be a bigot
2: you got to stand up and start proclaiming the bible i mean you know and not just on sunday morning in that building yeah or at home while you're watching
1: it on the video and the the truth is that you know jesus didn't look like a white guy the bottom line is that he he looked like a jewish guy because that's what he was bottom line all right we got to get a break in 19 minutes after 8, but that doesn't give someone the right like Sean King to say we need to tear down all vestiges of, uh, quote, the white Jesus because that was white supremacy. Wrong, wrong. Uh, by the way, they went to Egypt because it was prophesied and foretold and an angel told them to go to egypt all right they didn't just wake up one morning and say hey we need to skedaddle okay i showed my age again today i I showed my age again (laughs) there you go with those words i said skedaddle people don't have a don't have a probably don't even have an idea what they got out of dodge how's that one for you they took off uh for egypt because the angel told them to all right so folks in seattle are fed up, especially the ones that have been uh, caught in this chop area of Seattle. That stands for Capitol Hill organized protests. Uh, Many people in that area are expressing relief after the mayor, Jenny Durkin, announced yesterday that city officials are working to end the protests following two shootings over the weekend, one of them, which, took, uh, which turned deadly. But despite the mayor's decision to act, haven't seen it yet, but she says she's going to act, uh, some residents who live by the area are being critical of the city's leadership for taking so long to act. Uh, Matthew, who lived uh, in the area that they took over, said it was doomed to happen from day one. No one wanted to say it, But I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner. It should have ended when the car tender got broken and the Uh mob went down and broke his fence. It did not have to come to this. Uh, Durkin said the violence was distracting. Listen to this now. The mayor said the violence was distracting from changes sought by thousands of peaceful protesters. Of course, it's distracting from it. You got a dead person. Somebody lost their life over it.
2: But I thought it was just a peaceful uh, street fair, Dave.
1: Yeah, peaceful protesters opposing racial inequality and police brutality. She said at a news conference that the city is working with the community to bring CHOP to an end and that police soon would move back into a precinct building in the area that they had largely abandoned. The mayor did not give an immediate timeline for clearing out the occupation, but said, in quotes, additional steps would be examined if people don't leave voluntarily. With scores of people camping in a park in the protest zone, Durkin said peaceful demonstrations could continue, but nighttime disorder had to stop. Uh, Quote, does this woman not realize how stupid she sounds? I don't think she does. Look at her shoes. Yeah, that's true. The cumulative impacts of the gatherings and protests and the nighttime atmosphere and violence has led to increasingly difficult circumstances for our businesses and residents. Look, it caused problems for businesses right off the bat because people couldn't get to the businesses.
2: I thought so, and neither could the residents that live
1: there. And uh, the impacts have increased and the safety has decreased. City leaders have faced mounting criticism, including from President Trump, over the protest zone amid reports of violence inside the area. Police had not been able to go inside the, the zone because it's a no Go zone. The dismantling of the chop will follow the death of a 19-year-old man in a Saturday shooting in which another person was injured. And we still don't know why he shot him. Uh, On Sunday, a 17-year-old was shot in the arm on the edge of the area. Demonstrators inside chop. Well, you know, Biden might like that. Because somebody (laughs) tried to take care of violence by doing the way he thinks it should be, you know, he thinks police should shoot uh, bad dudes in the leg and and, and, With not, shoot them, not, and not shoot them in, in the chest. Uh, demonstrators inside CHOP have been mostly peaceful, handing out free food and playing music. But a more dangerous atmosphere has become evident at night. Okay, so let me ask this question. Does that mean that at night... There's a bunch of people coming in to chop or does it mean that the people who were there that were peaceful during the day because you can see them under the cover of night suddenly become not so peaceful.
2: You mean like how in New York, because you can't see the undercover police officers anymore, that shootings have gone up by, what, 250% in a week's time or some silly thing?
1: Who knows? It's,
2: you know, that, we can see crazier. the officers, and they have uniforms on. That's one thing. But since there's nobody on the streets, everybody's running wild.
1: All right. got to take a break. Sean Hannity's coming up, and uh, we'll let Sean have his say, say on his... Uh, espresso shot that he gives us in the morning, so we'll let him do that. Then Elizabeth and I will be back to finish this all up uh, for a Tuesday here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, let me tell you that the left uses false news, okay? What a big surprise to all of you. I know Fake that, news. that's yeah. just a big surprise to a lot of you. Well, a left-wing Seattle cons- uh, council member claimed that the fatal weekend shooting in the so-called chop zone there in Seattle may have been the work of right wing agitators well guess what the mayor came out and said not true Jenny Durkin and the protest organizer said it wasn't right wing uh you know uh agitators Seattle city council member uh Sharma Sawant speculated on Saturday in a statement without citing any evidence whatsoever (laughs) that the killing of a 19-year-old man was a possible right-wing attack. Though we await confirmation of the details of the killing, there are indications that this may have been a right-wing attack. No explanation for that statement, just they made the statement. Uh, Saul one represents the Capitol Hill neighborhood where demonstrators have cordoned off several blocks and occupied a police precinct. The area, of course, has been dubbed, after several tries at different names, the uh, Capitol Hill Organized Protest, or CHOP. Uh, uh, She went on to say, conservative and corporate media, locally and nationally— have whipped up right wing hate by completely misrepresenting peaceful protest occupation. They're continuing to do so even now, falsely claiming that this shooting proves chop is descending into chaos. She further blamed President Trump on it, and she added Seattle's establishment mayor and police chief also share responsibility for having portrayed our protest movement as violent. And and yes, she did say, have, uh, you know, said they portrayed our protest movement. (laughs) She's part of the whole movement that took over this part of Seattle. However, a spokesperson for the mayor released a statement saying it is too early to speculate on what led to the shooting or who committed it. That's according to a KOMO or KOMO news uh, there in the city. It is premature to determine or speculate about the cause of the shooting or the perpetrators, including whether it was connected or related to any of the protests occurring on Capitol Hill. Shop organizers said in a statement obtained by King TV that those involved in the shooting may have known each other and, quote, the situation escalated because of gang affiliations. But I thought it was all peace and love and kumbaya, you know. I guess I'm going to have to play uh, the, the Brotherhood of Man song <laughs> again here on the show. Goes back to what we were saying just in the last hour about uh, men are inherently evil. Jake Seals, who was uh, or has broadcast within the area on Facebook Live told the station that the situation escalated after people partying in the street set off fireworks. He also said, big surprise here, alcohol may have played a role and did not see (laughs) anything like Solwork described in her statement. CHOP organizers tweeted on Sunday a list of potential changes to the zone to increase safety and encourage CHOP to stop being a chaotic, immobile zone in the late early morning hours there that's their statement not anybody else's encouraging chop to stop being a chaotic immobile zone in the late early morning hours big surprise huh here's here's what some of the changes said included creating safe use areas For alcohol or drug use.
2: Yeah, we're going to put up a sign on the outside edge that says no intoxicated people need to come in. Yeah. That's what they said.
1: Uh, Asking those who are intoxicated to keep a safe distance. (laughs) Like a drunk is going to read the sign
2: and say, oh, I don't need to go there.
1: (laughs) They also proposed new hours of 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., admitting that the late hours of CHOP tend to give way to some problematic behavior.
2: In the dark. Why are they doing it in the dark? Yeah. Because they know it's wrong. They can't be seen.
1: Uh, the shooting, which happened early Saturday, left a 19-year-old man dead, another man hospitalized with life-threatening injuries. No arrests have been made in the ongoing investigation. Reports of a second shooting in the zone that left the victim in serious condition came overnight. Sunday, police were unable to confirm the shooting and said in a tweet that there had been conflicting uh, conflicting reports on all of that i'm
2: not mistaken both victims if you will of the shooting were i think one was 17 and one was 19 you know so you know what's wrong with our young people not what's wrong what's happening to our young people we're allowing again them to be sacrificed they don't know what they're doing they are there i don't know whether they believe it or don't believe it or they're just there but they're getting taken out and abused and used
1: back in the day it was called a happening.
2: Ooh, I remember that.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, a, but it was always it was happening. peace and love back then yeah. when it was a happening day. Yeah, they Seriously,
1: tried. they tried,
2: except for the always present drugs. element.
1: There's always <laughs> present an element. There was always drugs involved. Really bad.
2: Was. What is it? The bad acid.
1: What oh, did, yeah. They
2: would complain about. Watch out for the purple. Yeah,
1: that whatever. Was, that was at Woodstock. Yeah. There's always that element. Watch the bad asset. There's always
2: that element. But, you know. Number
1: nine. Number nine.
2: (laughs) Used to be the element, the bad element was not organized. The problem is today that the bad elements are very well and very well organized and being promoted and pushed by mainstream media. Yeah, and
1: they're talking about the bad element as gangs being affiliated with all of this. That's what it's all, you know.
2: why wouldn't every criminal head for seattle or washington or new york at this point where there's no police i mean come on how stupid
1: i mean what are the other people going to do about it
2: that's the real question when
1: if the other people that are there in chop take issue with what these people are doing and say you can't do it and we will stop you. Haven't they just made themselves the police?
2: Well, that's what they are doing. They have vigilante <laughs> police walking around inside beating people up that are, you know, doing the things
1: that they don't want them doing. Oh, so they The very thing they're complaining they're about us doing to them. We can't have they can't have guns, but they they may use their fists and and bats to pummel them.
2: My understanding is Mr. Rapper, the head of all that, has quite a nice arsenal of very impressive weapons that he's carrying around with him. Including a pistol on his hip.
1: Isn't that interesting. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Well, it's just like when they first started, they set up walls. They started really? checking walls. people's hmm. papers, basically yep. coming through. They charged them taxes because if you, you, they were making them pay to come and go. But
2: they also whined and complained and begged the city, city of Seattle, to come take care of our trash and come take care of our sewage. And and yeah, we needed the cops because somebody <laughs> got. How dare you let somebody die? You got shot. Yeah. They got shot. It's and I'm making fun of them because that is exactly the way they were. They started screaming and yelling. I saw the videos. That's where I can't believe this. You go on. You've you got to come get them. You let this man die. No, we saw the videos. You forced the police out.
1: Yeah. This is where not only they have clown shoes on, but they are putting on the onesie. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> They're putting the onesie on. And got the hula hoop stuck in the waist, you know, so it looks like they're really fat. <laughs> the funny uh, hat, yeah. Oh, can I say that? Can I even use the word fat now, or is that a microaggression? You're mic- oppressing someone. Is that a microaggression? I'm just No, wondering. you're, you're yeah. oppressing somebody. All right, just a question just well i'm i'm an oppressor man i might as well live up to it
2: well that's true that's true you (laughs) old white man
1: (laughs) i'm inherently an an oppressor and yet who
2: do the democrats want to put in office an old white man yeah go figure
1: but he's a democrat so he's not an oppressor that makes a difference that elevates you to the top of the hierarchy we'll take a break i mean we're just today we're just speaking the truth it's a hypocrisy of all this that's crazy you is it not i mean it's a hypocrisy
2: and, and i'll just say it again you got to get over the shock and the upset of oh my gosh oh my gosh and you've got to get yourself galvanized because we are in a war whether you like it whether you agree with it or not we are there Cold I'll, Civil I'll try war. to
1: get Ben Shapiro to join us here in the next few days that would be great you know and talk to him and because i know if i can get him on i can get him off being really serious and we can just make fun of him just and that that's it's fun to do that because they're such hypo- they're such hypocrites. It's amazing to me, and nobody call- nobody wants to call it out. well, I'll call out the hypocrisy. I have no problem with that at all and uh and and these people are the ultimate in hypocrites. All right, up break and more coming your way. let's get you some traffic and weather. I know we need to do that uh hi today's supposed to be eighty eight There is a sixty percent chance of rain. I'm just looking outside right now. And I just see some high clouds. Uh, I guess it's going to be later this afternoon. Uh, tomorrow, mostly sunny, a high of 88. And Thursday, 20% chance of rain, maybe a popcorn thunderstorm, high of 88 as well. Back more, Dave Ellswick, Elizabeth, here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. So here's a question for everybody. Jimmy Kimmel is loved uh, by the left. An uncomfortable interview that he had with actress Megan Fox on Jimmy Kimmel Live has resurfaced now, following reports of the embattled host allegedly saying the N-word on a past Christmas album and donning blackface in old man show sketches. (laughs) During the interview with Fox, Kimmel approvingly laughs when the actress recalled director Michael Bay allegedly sexualizing her when she was just 15 years old. During one scene, Bay apparently directed a young fox who had just turned 15 to stand under a waterfall while wearing a bikini and heels since she was too young to be sitting at a bar. Bay's solution to that problem was to then have me dancing under a waterfall, getting soaking wet, Fox told Kimmel. At 15, I was in 10th grade. That's a a sort of a micronism of how Bay's mind works. Kimmel approvingly laughed, adding, well, that's really a microcosm of how all our minds work, but some of us have the decency to repress those thoughts and pretend that they don't exist. As reported by Fox News, folks online blasted both Bay and Kimmel for their actions and reactions to the uncomfortable story. Uh, Now, I'm going to not go read all of these. During the same Jimmy Kimmel live show, the host jokingly showed off a picture he drew of him and Fox in bed, apparently making out together, Fox News noted. On Monday, Kimmel, who consistently preaches left-wing politics and smears the president as racist, was pummeled, in the press over reports that he allegedly used the N-word multiple times in a song for a Christmas album recorded back in 96. And ironically, as noted by the Daily Wire, Kimmel previously pressed actor Tom Arnold to release an alleged N-word tape of President Donald Trump, which has not materialized. Additionally, Kimmel's past Blackface appearances have gained renewed attention. Kimmel, as a co-host of The Man Show, performed a recurring skit that included him dressed in blackface as then-NBA star Carl Malone. uh, The Hill reported over the weekend, videos and photos of the skits on the show, which ran from 1999 to 2004, have been circulating online recently with calls for Kimmel to apologize, and Kimmel recently announced that he'll be taking the summer off, an announcement that came on the heels of the resurface blackface sketches. Quote, I'm taking the summer off to spend (laughs) even more time with my family, Kimmel announced. There's nothing wrong. I'm healthy. My family's healthy. I just need a couple of months off. While I'm gone, a cavalcade of very kind and capable people will be filling in uh, for me. And, uh, so let me remind you what we were talking today, uh, earlier on about critical theory, theory and talking about cowering and appeasing to the mob of critical theorists that are out there. That's what Kimmel's done. Exactly. Uh, and it accomplishes nothing, uh, because what's going to happen. They're going to come for you as well. I'll just, let's repeat, uh, Tom Cotton's, uh, uh, piece of audio we have. Let's play Tom Cotton's piece of audio again. He makes this point very clear. And Jimmy Kimmel now is learning this as a hard fact.
3: Warned that the lawless in spirit will become lawless in practice because of mob violence, seeing no consequences for crimes. The mob doesn't stop at statues. Riders have already torched police precincts and low-income housing in Minneapolis. Churches and synagogues have been vandalized. Next, perhaps the mob will target the homes of police officers. And soon enough, the mob may come for you and your home and your family. As the mob expands its power, Lincoln cautioned that good citizens, seeing their property destroyed, their families insulted, their lives endangered, their persons injured, and seeing nothing in prospect that forebodes a change for the better, become tired of and disgusted with a government that offers them no protection. Mob rule can only serve to demoralize our people and shake their faith in our government and our way of life. As the mob rises, civilization recedes.
2: Hmm. civilization civil society
1: secedes he didn't say succeeds he said secedes c-e-d-e-s becomes smaller pulls away that's what happens that's right and you know don't think that it would be unnatural for some people in the the left now to uh not get tickets and go to kimmel's show and stand up during his show and start calling him out
2: that'd be interesting don't say
1: don't think that it might not happen cuz you know he's white and he's straight he's That's a democrat right. but right. i'm just telling you uh you can only go so far as far as well I'm and i
2: tell you what else too
1: blackface is a tough one to get around
2: you know mr kimmel says i'm going to take a break go home be spend time with my family which is always the reason that's used I, wish
1: I could take like a couple months off well
2: cat temp who's a, a libertarian spokesperson uh made a remark over the weekend she was unaware that mr kimmel does have a, a heart i think his child has a heart defect
1: yeah i knew and about she did that. not
2: know that he had a, a child with a health issue yeah. and all she said was you know, I'm a single woman and I don't have any children and I'm kind of tired of everybody always, you know, they kind of skirt around the issue, say, I'm going to go home and spend more time with my family. That's all she said. Mm-hmm. They tried to cancel her over the weekend because how dare you say that about Jimmy Kimmel? He's got a sick child at home. Yeah. I mean, they're out of control. They're out of control. They need to get God in their lives. They need to be thinking about something other than being offended every time they turn around
1: and then being offended when they get offended. And then taking they're taking away the livelihood of whoever offended them
2: uh, exactly exactly and then they go on to the next victim and the next victim and the next victim that's what i said earlier you don't know that something you said or did that they'll call your boss and all of a sudden you don't have a job because your boss is going to be sensitive to the fact that well, people might not like it yeah we've know, got to back down we've got to a back knee down kiss their ring well hmm you made me think of something else when you said take a and kiss. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I know. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's not the way to go, folks. You can't appease. They're not. It's not about what they tell you it's about. So there's nothing you can offer them. Somebody saying, what are we going to, you know, what can we do? What do they want? I'm telling you what they want They've is complete revolution. What they, want. they want to tear up the whole entire country for yeah. no other reason except to do so. Yeah. Okay. So there's nothing you can offer them to appease. They'll tell you things. That's not what's really going on.
1: Yeah, just just look at what they're doing. That's all you got to do. It's that simple. It's not hard.
2: Well, and have you gotten – I've gotten emails. You know, I don't get too many emails from companies and corporations and all those promotional things, but I've gotten several lately, and every single one of them starts out the same way. Well – We've examined our policies, and, and we're going to spend this much money, and we're going to in, in, implement diversity training, and we're going to implement implicit bias training, and we're going to do these things because, you know, me, a culpa, we are so
1: wrong. That's cowering and appeasing. I'm tired and of it. And you think, and they think that it protects them. And, in fact, it doesn't. makes them weaker in the right. eyes of the people that's who right. are attacking and them. And those
2: of us who understand need to be standing up and – calmly as much as you can peacefully and with love tell the truth and stand up for it we're going to lose this country if we don't
1: yeah it's wrong and it's typically typically it's easy for us to say it's doomed to fail people have tried this over history the grand you know?
2: experiment of america see, looks like we're I not mean, doing too good with our experiment you know, here folks when
1: you look at uh, you know uh, what happened with uh you know, England before uh, Hitler, they appeased and appeased and appeased and cowered and cowered and cowered, and he still attacked and them. What a attacked. what a big surprise!
2: And you know, they said over the weekend, Hitler is just a man of his times. Did you see that quote?
1: <laughs> no, I uh uh-huh. huh, yeah, I have. I
2: mean, this stuff is so prevalent; it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Hitler was just a man of his times.
1: Unbelievable. All right, time to stop it today. I could we could go on. I'm just saying this, this but, is something you can talk for hours upon hours of. But it's, not to, it's no. not to be depressed about. It's not
2: to it is upsetting, it is depressing, but it's to get action. We've got to fight back.
1: We want people to get involved. That's exactly why. Get right. involved. I'm just making this I'm it's kind of a plea is what I'm doing to be honest. I'm pleading with you to understand what they're trying to take from you. All right, Elizabeth. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having Appreciate me. It. Always a pleasure. Congressman Hill tomorrow. I'll be back 6 a.m. Dave Ellswick show.